We're back with episode 36 with Tony Ubertasio. Welcome to the Appitalize on Your Idea podcast, helping you bring any idea to fruition. Now, here's the guy who makes it all happen while keeping his day job, Justin Escar. What is up, Appitalizers? Welcome back to the Appitalize on Your Idea podcast. My name is Justin Escar. Thanks for being here today. Uh, just want to apologize for the break. You know, it was a little longer than I expected. I had a lot going on. We uh, we ended with episode 35 with Ryan Cash back in April, and now we're back. We had the ACES conference that came up, and it was really kind of taking a lot out of me to make that happen. And uh, it happened last week, the week of the May 20th and 21st, and it was great. We had some great speakers, and we had amazing attendees and awesome sponsors. And for those who don't know, the ACES conference was an IT conference, but doing the business side of things. And uh, it was something new for me to do. I'd never put together a conference like this. And it was down in New Orleans. We had about 80 attendees and like eight sponsors, which I think was pretty good for first round. We had enough interest that we're actually going to start doing, uh, we're going to do ACES Conference 2016, which means I have to start working on that soon. But I'm going to work on my, my balance a little bit better so I can keep bringing you awesome guests, especially like today. Uh, today we have Tony Ubertasio, who's a business strategist and consultant. Now I met Tony a couple months back um, through Jason Womack, who you've heard back on episode, I don't know, a while back ago, probably, right? Episode 12. He was on episode 12. I like to keep it real here on the Appitalize and not really edit my own mistakes. But yeah, no, I met Tony uh, at an event where Jason Womack was hosting. Um, he does these meetups uh, throughout the country, and Tony was at one of the ones in the city, and I met Tony, and he introduced me to a book called Getting Naked, uh, and the concept was it to be raw with your clients. And actually, Tony spoke at ACES conference about the whole getting naked idea. Now, what was really good was that he was talking about it in the business sense and not the New Orleansian sense of getting naked, so nobody got into any trouble that night, which was amazing. And I think Tony did a great job uh, presenting. And, and today, we talk a little bit about his story, about how he stopped doing what he was doing. He was in sales, and you'll hear his story about all the different places he worked and how he became a consultant and how he started to make his career, make his job, make his life about the thing that he loves to do. And he gives, and, and that part of being a consultant and business strategist is he gives value to other companies. And, and he tells a whole story about how he started off and how he provided value for this one company, and it kind of just grew from there. So without further ado, I want to bring on uh, my good friend, Tony Ubertasio. What's up, Appitalizers? I'm here with my good friend, Tony Ubertasio, who's going to talk to you guys today about um, business strategies, as he is a business strategist and consultant. Tony, what's up, dude? How are you doing, Justin? Good to be here. Thank you, man. Thanks for, ha thanks for being here. So you're a business strategist and consultant. What, is, what does that mean? Oh, boy. Uh, so that's the question I get uh, most often, and I'd say the answer uh, isn't Fantastic, but it's the truth, it, and it depends client to client, customer to customer. Uh, so I wear a ton of hats in what I do. I help people sometimes write copy. I help people think through the process of getting started in a first business or into scaling up a business. So, uh, as a consultant and as a an, a business strategist, I really am just open to conversations with people in different phases in their business journey uh, and I 
do my very best to add value. To add value. That's interesting. Like, obviously, if you're not adding value, you wouldn't be a good consultant, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't mean that you wouldn't be a consultant. I, I, I've heard a ton of horror stories about consultants uh, who tend to just make things harder uh, or convoluted, and I try and do the exact opposite. So, good consultant, yes. You, I don't think you can be a good consultant without adding value. Uh, but there are a number of people uh, and stories that I, I've heard of consultants that don't make things easier or more fun. Right. So you're talking about uh, starting first businesses or even scaling, mm -hmm. and then you just said you want to make it easy and fun. Now, to me, that seems very opposite of one another because if anyone's going to start a first business, like it's not always easy. People know that. So how is it that you can help make it easy for people? It's a great question. And so when I say easy and fun, uh, that's a perspective thing. I mean, I think that you and I uh, might have a different sense of what is fun uh, than others. And I think that's just in our, in our wiring. So I work with people who already have that it factor. They do the work. They love doing the work. Um, and then it's just a matter of not loving or you know most of my clients would would say that they are not business people uh, they love what it is that they do uh, you know physical therapists or artists love their craft and just kind of throw their hands up in the air and say this business stuff's not for me this marketing stuff is not for me uh, and so when I say make it easier or more fun I generally mean I make it less confusing, uh, more direct, uh, and make it feel authentic and approachable. I think that there are, if you spend enough time in the marketing space and in the business space, uh, online business specifically, there are a lot of people saying that th this is the thing that you have to do. You have to buy Facebook advertising. You have to uh, live on Twitter. You have to do X, Y, or Z. And I have a very different approach and it says, well, let's look at your business. Let's look at what it is that you do and the unique value that you add to customers. And let's think about what is like the least amount of work to increase revenues, to increase customer base, to increase um, customer satisfaction. And let's start small, keep it simple and do the things that come naturally to you. Uh, and so I agree in the business scaling and in the business starting, it, I, it necessarily takes a ton of work uh, and a lot of time and a lot of intention, uh, but I don't think that that means that it can't be fun uh, and can't be exciting uh, and can't feel natural. Right. I like that. Obviously, you're working with people who you said already love what they do, and that's a huge component of it, right, especially for the capitalizers. If you're not doing something that you love to do, uh, you're already going to fail. So you're already starting with people who would be, even if they're not business savvy, they're already successful in their own light because they're already in the right, they're already in the right headspace, right? Because they're already loving everything that they're doing. Correct. Uh, and so I would say my ideal client, and I've had a broad spectrum of you know full time employed and doing things on the side and wanting to 
to build that up to just quit their full-time job to go all in on this side project that they've had for a while um, to I haven't started yet but I know what I'm doing right now for work uh, isn't a right fit and I don't know what comes next uh, I've worked with a spectrum of people um, but to say yes, yes, the, the people that I work with and I see the best results with and I'm most excited uh, to work with are the people who know very strongly what it is that they were meant to do, uh, what it is that they love to do, and then I add value, a unique uh, kind of value in saying that not only can you do it and should you be doing it, but there's a way to make it monetarily viable as a career and as a profession um, to do the thing that you love. So is this, is this consulting something that you love? I, I did. It is. There's, so there's, there's literally uh, nothing I love more than someone who is passionate about something. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a realization I had somewhere in college that um, I could listen to anyone who loves something, talk about what it is they love. If it's rocks, if it's spaceships, if it's uh, the written word and like English majors were so incredible to me. People talking about poetry and why it's special, loved it. And I would just sit and listen to people talk all day and then say, you know, like there are people that have podcasts about <laughs> this very thing and like there are ways to monetize. And so I, I, it was somewhere in like 2008 and nine that I really started paying attention to uh, to the fact that people were making money uh, sharing what it is that they were thinking about. Like blogs became a big thing for me uh, early in college. And uh, I saw that people had advertising on their blogs and I saw that people were getting sponsored to like write about things and I didn't understand how this was all possible. Uh, and then began my obsession with like business books and online marketing strategy. Right. So how did you how did you actually get into this? Like, what were you doing before you were a consultant? Yeah, um, it's a fun and winding road. Uh, so I've worn a ton of different hats in the last uh, five years or so. Uh, all of my roles have been sales in some way or another. So um, I started at a student travel company, and I would sell trips. Uh, to American students who are living abroad and and lead the trips all over Europe, uh, that was fun and exciting, and I sold a lot of trips. Um, but I was ready to come home, uh, and when I came home, I was looking for a holdover job until I found my passion, like knew it, what it, it was that I wanted to do, um, and so I I started working at J Crew in in New Jersey, not far from where you live, actually. Uh, at the Short Hills Mall, and I sold a ton of J. Crew clothes. So I was a very personal stylist. I worked as a stylist and as a personal trainer, very long days. Um, and so, in some form or another, I worked in retail and in uh, and in uh, like fashion and menswear uh, and in fitness for the next, I'd say, two and a half or three years. Um, and that process was really interesting to me because I never stopped reading 
you know, the Seth Godins and the and the Jim Collins and the Marshall Goldsmiths and, and you know, Francis Hesselbein and Peter Drucker and I, these business books and Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm, I'm reading all these online business strategy books and I'm using it in some ways to build my my retail business or, uh, you know, my, my styling business and uh, I'm talking to these business owners that would come in in the 5 a.m. workout classes that I'd be coaching. Uh, I coached CrossFit both in New Jersey and then later in New York City. Uh, and so there was a type of demographic that I spent a lot of time around. Uh, and what I realized was the, the only reason that I was in these roles is because I absolutely loved helping people towards a goal. Uh, and the only goals I gave myself permission to add value to were aesthetic. So I said, you know, as a 23-year-old, yeah, it makes sense that I can help people dress better uh, because 23-year-olds can know more about fashion than, uh, you know, your average CEO. Uh, and so I did that. And then as a CrossFit coach, I, you know, it makes sense that a 24-year-old or a 22-year-old uh, can say, hey, listen, I'm in better shape than you uh, and I've spent a bunch of time knowing how the human body should be moving. Uh, yours isn't moving properly, let's get that better. Uh, and that made sense to me. And so I did those things for a while. Uh, and then finally, you know, it became very obvious to me that I wasn't interested in becoming the best stylist or the best uh, CrossFit coach or trainer. Uh, I really was interested in these, in these business things that I had been kicking around for years. Uh, and so early 2014, uh, I set off on my first ever business um, and in a long story short I, I created an online business using a number of um, different techniques that I had been you know, paying attention to for a while set it up in Florence Italy and did well uh, it worked uh, I, I was able to live in Europe uh, for three or four months uh, and make just a little bit of money and I think that that is a big win and I came back fired up about it um, I was ready to rock and roll the summer of 2014. The plan was to uh, was to you know double down on business development. Uh, the way visas work, I would have had another stint of uh, 90 or so days in Europe that I could have went back out to build the business some more. Uh, and I got derailed my first week back in the states. I had a I had an experience. I went to a CrossFit competition to help one of my old bosses. Uh, he needed a judge at a CrossFit competition. So I went. I uh, hadn't CrossFit in about six months. Uh, and I, I show up to this thing, and there was a, 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 a small business that had a, a stand at this CrossFit competition, and they did an incredible job selling me. They had just okay marketing, just okay aesthetic, but the story they told about their product, how they developed it over two and a half years, X, Y, and Z, uh, was phenomenal. And it was, uh, it was something that you couldn't expect to happen. And so in the very final phase of the sales process, the guy said, and can you give me your email address? I'll send you, or can I have your email address? And I said, well, of course you can. And what are you going to do with it? I'd imagine that's the last question he expected. Uh, and so defensively, he said, oh, no, no, we won't spam you. 
I promise, uh, it's like we might send you a newsletter once a month. And to that, I said, well, man, we just had this awesome conversation. Like, we just spent about 20, 25 minutes together. I now know all this about your brand. I'm interested in learning more. Like, what if, what if you were to send me an email tomorrow? Like, if you sent me an email tomorrow, I'd open it. Uh, and I imagine everyone else that came here today would too because you guys are awesome. And he's like, well, what, would we, what would we say? Uh, and I gave a hypothetical you know, follow-up sequence that made a lot of sense. Uh, and he's like, dude, who are you? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, long story, just got back from Italy. But like, I've been paying attention to this stuff for a while. I've helped a bunch of friends who wanted to get started on their businesses get started. Um, you know, this is, just, this is just best practices stuff, man. I'm just here to help. He's like, so you're a consultant? <laughs> and I was like, was he getting uh, like defensive? No, no. Oh. He was just like, he was surprised at how, how logical it sounded all of a sudden to email people who you created a relationship with. Right. Like, and do it in an authentic way. And I said, uh, you know, because the, the content was really great. And I wasn't being rude. I was just saying, like, man, you know, like, I would 100% open your email tomorrow because you guys are awesome. And if you said something like, hey, congratulations to all the competitors. Um, it was awesome being there. Not, you know, we know that not all of you competed, but you know, here is what we do because these guys were gigantic, super strong powerlifting and Olympic lifting and strongman com competitors behind the table. Uh, here's what we do after competitions, and we highly recommend that you hydrate and you stretch and you take some time to break a sweat and you, um, you know, you celebrate it and you and you relax. Uh, I'm like that just sounds so authentic and in this super competitive space that they were competing in, uh, he had told me that the only way they would win, this was from his mouth, was by being differentiated. And so I said, "What doesn't that sound very, very human? And wouldn't that make you different than everyone else? And he's like, yeah, man, totally. Like, who are you? Uh, and so he asked for my phone number, gave me a call. That was a Saturday, the next Monday. And that was my first ever uh, client as a consultant yeah. and the rest as they say is history so it was about 15 months ago um, and I've, I've loved every minute of it I've really you know stepped fully into this role uh, and you know since that time I've, I've one of the high watermarks was a super successful Kickstarter campaign um, where I was, you know, the, the strategist, and so these guys have these awesome compression shorts um, that ended up, we ended up finishing with like a top 0.1% product uh, that had ever been launched in in New York City. Like, uh, it, was, it was insane. I have the notes somewhere, um, but it's, it's just a matter of telling great stories, and so... To, to circle back to how it all started and then where I am today, um, the clothing and fitness thing was really interesting for me because I got really good at telling stories to people in real time and having those stories make a difference. And so um, in, in the retail sales and in sell, even in selling trips to American students in Europe, you know, the approach has always been, for me, just a little bit different. And I always relied on telling interesting stories uh, that connected. 
And so, and all these, you know, it, it, it's all changed now, but the, the, the process is the same. I, I love listening to business owners tell me what it is that they do, the process, their excitement, uh, what, what they think about and what they try and provide to customers and clients. I like trying to talk to their clients and customers and past customers that they've received over time and why they keep going back or what it is that makes uh, that person special. And then I try and tell that story or help my clients tell that story in a way that it makes sense uh, and in a way that it creates sales. Uh, and sometimes that's in emails. Sometimes that's in the actual sales process. I have a client that we haven't even touched their website, their emails, nothing, none of their print work, and just talked about how it is that you begin to onboard someone after you get a a reference and referral and call, and what it is and how we can convert and how we can create more value just in that conversation process uh, and the way that you position yourself as someone very, very different from everyone else. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of information and it's a great story to tell. And that's, I think, a testament to what you're talking about because, you know, I mean, you pretty much sold me on hiring you to do my stuff now also, which is great. Uh, so a couple things. One is I could totally see you having worked at J. Crew and being a CrossFit because if anybody meets you, you're a, you're a fit, fashionable dude. Like you wear like a suit. Like I'm looking at your Skype picture right now. And you're more fashionable in your Skype picture than I am at, like, my best. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so there's that. Uh, and then let's talk a little bit more, though, about the story about the guy at the at the CrossFit thing. Like, yeah. he sold you on his product, but then you kind of sold him on your knowledge, right? So you gave him a little bit of something for free and uh, and without even realizing what you were doing. And mm. and you pretty much, like, you 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 suck I, I wouldn't say sucker punched but like he sold you on his product and then you just sold them pretty much on yours and then you got this client out of it which i think is great because you know something i always tell people is like give a little bit for free like i know that if, if somebody's making apps and they want like a free demo and that's a little hard to do but like make a video of the of the app or if you if it's not an app that can't do a free demo and you can do a free demo do the free demo or if it's a service related business give them 30 minutes of free service to show them that you are the expert and i think that's pretty much what you did there right because you had read all these books you had you had all this knowledge built up and it just i mean for you it was kind of like the stars aligned but you were able to share this knowledge with him without even like skipping a beat and then they hired you to be their consultant and which then stemmed your business right uh -huh. I mean, and that's so, a great story. Thank you. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's absolutely what I believe in. I believe in giving a ton of value up front. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm pretty steadfast in that. I think that, you know, it's one thing if you have a huge following and you've been putting out tons of content over the years and you can call that your free stuff. Uh, I haven't been putting out a ton of content. I'm in the process of uh, really ramping up uh, things that I'm producing, uh, but in the meantime, you know, if I get a a interesting lead and someone connects me to someone who 
is working on a project that sounds like it would be a good fit. And even if it doesn't, like I will take that meeting and in that meeting do every single thing in my power to give away my Rolodex, to give away my knowledge because the things I'm realizing uh, as I get deeper and deeper into this is that what I, the value I create, uh, it, you know, it, information means very little. Like you can find everything that I might say. Someone else has said it. It's been written somewhere or tried, and someone probably uh, has an infographic about it. Uh, but it's something about being there, being a part of the process, having a team member that calms you. Uh, that makes things really uh, special, and that's where the value is, and that's an overtime thing. Uh, and and so yes, you know, I, I do believe in product samples. I do believe in in free samples. And while I'm not producing apps, and you know, you, I thought that your last interview uh, that I heard, um, it was the the downhill. Ski oh, Alto, snowboard, Alto Adventure with Ryan. Alto, Cash, yeah. Oh my goodness, man! Like that was just such a great story, and the game you can just tell that they put so much time into it. And so, no, I'm not saying like wireframe that and deliver it to a client who who wants your best. But you know, there are tons of ways that uh, there are tons of ways that as technicians and as actual widget makers. You can prove the value you have and show it in real time um, to create a deeper relationship early. And, and I think that the deeper you can get, the faster you can get uh, to this, this mutual respect and understanding of the value that, uh, that each party creates, then it, it's just destined to be a much healthier, much better uh, working relationship. And so... Uh, yeah, I front load as much value as I can. That's awesome. Every episode, whenever I'm talking to people, I always try to find like whatever that one key thing that they say that's going to be the title of the episode. And I think you nailed it, which is to give value up front. I think that's what th this one's going to be called. And it, and and the listeners all know this because <laughs> this is been going on now for the last like 20 episodes, where I'm always just like whoever I'm talking to always says something, and I'm just like, <gasps> and I write it down like in big letters in my notebook. I'm like, this is the title. <laughs> Well, so we have uh, this one. Uh, give value up front. Yeah, uh, that I, there, if there's anything that I would say, um, you know, that is it. So, if people are looking to get started, uh, I, you know, there's nothing better as a way to get started than to find someone who will understand your value and give as much of it as you can up front for free, uh, and just be playing like. Zoom out, play a much longer game uh, than people kind of think that you need to, and I think that we're going to be in really good shape. Uh, that's my belief, and that's what I'm building my business on, at least. That's awesome, dude. Thanks so much. The pleasure is mine, Justin. Always, always my pleasure. Um, so, real quick before we end, uh, where can uh, where can people find you online? Yeah, so. I am on Twitter and Instagram as Tony Ubo, U-B-O, uh, and my website where I do my blogging and storytelling is TonyUbertacio.com or bit.ly.com slash Tony Ubo, T 
T-O-N-Y, U-B-O. Uh, that's pretty much the crux. I have my consulting business's website is Semper Avanti, uh, but reaching out to Tony Ubo uh, or Tony Ubertacio, we can make all the connections that you would need. Yeah, and we'll put all this in the show notes. Um, dude, thanks so much for being here. I cannot thank you enough, Justin. The pleasure was mine. Uh, and so one thing that I would like to say is that anyone who's listening to this, um, I'm going to have a page on Tony Ubertacio slash Apitalize. Um, and if anyone reaches out with questions, uh, concerns, I'm going to try and answer them all and let them live on slash Apitalize. Um, and then I might throw a couple you know, bonuses or... Uh, you know, free calls or something on there. If you get there and see it, uh, you'll know what to do. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely put that one in the show notes. <laughs> cool. So we'll talk to you soon, Tony. Take care, Justin. So first off, my thanks for Tony for being on the show today. Um, he, You know, he mentions a couple things that I really kind of bring to the forefront. And, and, and the number one thing is that Give that value up front. And like I said during the episode or during the interview, it's, it, this is going to be the title of the episode. I believe that too. Even in my IT consulting stuff, like when I do Mac consulting during the day, a lot of the times when we go meet clients for the first time, you know, it's it's one thing to go to them and say, like, this is our price, take it or leave it. And it's another thing for us to go, you know what, this is our price. But here, you know, while I'm here, let me take a look. Is there anything that's going on? And I do it for free and it really allows them to see you know, my thought process and how well I can fix things and how I can take care of things, you know, the way I say I can. So you give that little that little value up front. And I'm actually giving monetary value, right? I'm taking my $150, $175 away from myself by helping them for that one time in hopes that they will stay with me for the long haul. And that was something else Tony had mentioned. Play the longer game. You know, we read about these entrepreneurs who are in quick, out quick, fail quick, move, doing all these things so quickly. And people forget about the fact that, like, you have a life to live, right? You know, not all of us are 22 years old and, and have the ability to start over again. Sometimes we're a little later. Like, I'm 35 and I have to think about my family. You know, uh, I have to think about how I'm going to make it until I'm 50, 60, 70 years old and being able to retire. I need to think about the longer game. I need to think about products and apps that will last a long time. And that's very, very important. Um, the other part of it is you have to be able to love what you do. If you go to your nine to five and you hate your job, you'll never succeed in it. Okay. Even if you're not an entrepreneur, just being a uh, part of the workforce, you'll never succeed at your job. You'll always hate it. You won't get that promotion. You won't get that raise because you don't love what you do. Get out of that job. Find what you love to do and do it. If you love, you know, talking about Legos, start a blog about Legos. If you love, you know, uh, cross stitching and making those like little, you know, uh, knitted patterns for people's pillows, go and do that and sell it on Etsy. Find whatever it is that you love to do and go do it. That's going to be the theme for what's coming up soon is we're going to talk about loving what you do and getting it done because really that is the way of the capitalizer. So I'm done with that. I'm done. I'm done for the day. I want to thank everyone for listening. 
Uh, as always, leave comments for me uh, on the post uh, at justinescar.com or idea.com. Leave a review in the iTunes store. Really appreciate it. Hit me up on Twitter at justinescar. Email me, justin at justinescar.com. I'm everywhere, people. You can't miss me. And we will see you next time on Appitalize on Your Idea.